welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira. Kit. Bria. And Flick. Oh, Flick's drunk. Uh, last week, the party faced off against three sea hags that boarded their ship and attempted to drag our adventurers into the ocean. Unfortunately, into they the succeeded. Ocean. I, don't, I don't get it. It's, the, it's, the it's Frozen, frozen too. We were just talking about Disney suing us. Con- continue. Keep going. You can cut it. Just cut it. Unfortunately, they succeeded, <laughs> paralyzing Bria and Bizdira with magic and pulling them overboard. Kit transformed into a giant octopus and was able to rescue Bizdira from the clutches of one of the hags, but Bria wasn't so lucky. Unable to throw off the paralyzing magic holding her, she's being dragged ever deeper into the ocean. To make things worse, she's run out of air, dropping her to zero hit points in the hag's arms. Will Bria survive this deep-sea kidnapping? Will Kit be able to get to her in time? And what the hell has Flick been doing this whole time? Let's find out! Hey, y'all! <laughs> hey. Hey. Hello. Aww. The look of, like, all right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, 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 no. Okay, I was going to keep quiet, and now I'm sticking up for myself. Okay. I did, in fact... I did, in fact, try to unparalyze my friend, to which you immediately counterspelled, which was rude. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> that's, I, that is a thing that I've I I've been did. giving bardic inspiration all over the place, which people have ignored multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I have one of those. <laughs> and I am now the only one on the ship. So I would like for everyone to give me a little bit more respect well, now, around here. That's that's not fair. Sniff's on the ship somewhere. <laughs> Oh my god! Hiding. But like hiding, and which like, is fine. He can hide. He's like no. He's like under a desk in the in the captain's room or whatever, with his butt sticking out, thinking that he is fully hidden. Like that's that's what oh. I picture him doing. He's he's a kobold. They have some innate hiding ability, kind of, sort of. Yeah, he's also a pirate. That's not very good at being a pirate. Right. So. That's See, wait, I... now. Wait a minute. He has sailed your ship very well. You all have survived several hurricanes because you roll like shit. No, <laughs> I roll like shit. No, um, that's definitely don't blame true. this on anyone else. Um, Lydia pictured that, but I pictured, um, oh God, I have forgotten his name, which makes 11 year old me very sad. Uh, the captain of the Titanic? Victor Garber? (laughs) 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 Yes, that was the scene I was picturing. It's like he's standing there. That killed all y'all thought that was, I love that I, that (laughs) we're starting up really strong. (laughs) <laughs> he's standing there and just watching all of this stuff happen around him and just preparing himself for death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Can bless. I just say that Taryn just aged herself? No. <laughs> I was obsessed when with did- the Titanic before the Titanic movie came out. No, yeah. I will say, I feel like a lot of kids go <laughs> through a Titanic is- phase. Yeah, my birthday is uh, a couple days after the Titanic sank, so I've always been a little obsessed with it. And I was on the Titanic (laughs) in a previous life. (laughs) In all seriousness, uh, tweet at us if you personally went through a Titanic phase sometime between the ages of 6 and 13. (laughs) Also 6 and like 35 is cool. That's cool too, anytime. Maybe you're in it now. Oh my god, can I just say that I saw um, some meme, Reddit, whatever thing, because I don't know these things, uh, but it was like, 
why the hell did Leonardo DiCaprio scream, I'm at the top of the world, you're at fucking sea level, you're at the, literally the lowest point you can be on Earth. And I was like, yes. Could you do me a favor and say his name one more time? Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. There were say, several extra syllables last time you said says, it. I am half I'm asleep, the, He so. says, I'm the king of the world, not I'm at the top of the world. So, like, you can be the king of the world from the lowest lows and the highest highs. Also, Cheeky watched uh, Lion King for the first time yesterday. Aww, oh, Miles. Did you tell her all the light touches? Everything the light touches? Because you should have that conversation with her. (laughs) She's a little little for that, but I do have a four minute and 10 second video of her watching the opening number and it's everything you want it to be. Every time that the music comes down a little bit, she starts clapping. She thinks the song's over. She bounces. She like points at all the animals. So it's time to go to the zoo. Oh, (laughs) so cute. Oh, that's such an uplifting and beautiful thing to mention right before we get into this. So Bria's drowning. Uh, I was going to make a sad Lion King uh, connection, but I'm not going to do it. Oh, well. We skipped that scene. (laughs) That feels like an integral part of the plot, but cool, cool, cool. Uh, She doesn't know. She thinks. That's true. That's true. Simba went from singing about being the king to saying Akuna Matata with his new buddies. So, you know, he's on a new year. Well, anyway, so Bri is drowning. Uh, we need to stay in initiative order from last week because uh, somebody's going to be making death saves here in a minute. Uh, but it is currently the hag's turn. One of the hag's turn. Which one? Oh, good. The one that has Bri up. Excellent. Uh, so I'm pretty sure she has uh, nothing she can do except she needs to go back up for air. She definitely doesn't. Yeah, uh, she does. Since she, she, she is needs... amphibious. No. Uh, um... So what she's gonna do is she's going to swim forty feet straight down. Kid is not happy about that. <laughs> Wait, can uh... we do some math? Excuse me. Forty. <laughs> <laughs> Their swim speed is four zero feet. The octopus's speed is faster than that, right? Yeah, but she's on the other I side. I need to for do sure, some but math. She's like Look away. at this triangle I've drawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you so much. All right. Well, while you figure that out, uh, that's that's what they did. Uh, Sniv is still sniveling in the cabin. Uh, which sniveling. okay? The oh, right. There is in fact still <laughs> still a hag on the ship. So I guess that one's going to deal with Flick, who is the only other person on the ship right now. Come at me, brah. Don't. Yep, that's the plan. Uh, So the hag stays right where it is uh, and begins to uh, speak in a vile tongue and points at you. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, Flick. My favorite. I crit, bitches. Yes. (laughs) That's a 23. Uh, okay. All right, so you begin to feel your skin itch a little bit, uh, but ultimately nothing happens, uh, and this hag begins to uh, back up towards the towards the front of the ship, uh, and and sort of peers one one eye over the over the railing to see if she can see her sisters. I think Flick's, Flick's skin is uh, being affected by the salty air. He needs a little moisturizer. Obviously. Obviously. Speaking of, Flick, you are up. Wait, that's exciting. Okay. So um, I head over to the scabbard side of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look You're and I see... You're on the scabbard see... side of the ship. Oh, I'm already there. Great. 
Um, and I look out into the ocean and I see my friend Bizdira, whose head is now above water, which is great. No, Correct. wait, the rope. I was supposed to throw her the rope. I'm going to throw did her. Yell, throw me, throw me I, a ladder. I'm going to throw her the rope ladder or rope or whatever I have available. And then uh, I also see the giant octopus, right? Um, so then I'm going to yell to the octopus. Bria has been taken on the other side by a thing. That's nice. my information. Underwater, underwater, underwater. <laughs> Some other creature has has arrived and spirited <laughs> Bria off. Under it the was sh- a rock. Under the She's ship. flying away. I love the idea, like a picture of like <clears throat> Kit as an octopus giving like a thumbs up with one of the tentacles, <laughs> just like wrapping it around to make that. Exactly what happens. <laughs> I love it. So, are you throwing that rope ladder flick? That part I, was... yes, I did that. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. Anything else? Um, I have a bonus action, right? Or is you do? I do. I wasn't prepared to go next. Can you tell? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, um, I'm definitely gonna uh, healing word my friend Bizdira. Okay. Oh, thanks. Great. So you call out. Uh, a word to nature, to the, the powers, the restorative powers of the water all around you. That's plus and, six uh, to you, friend. Hey, and... Thanks, friend. Bizdir heals some of that. The other hag, who is fairly annoyed that her prey got taken away, uh, is going to rapidly swim down towards Kit and attack her. No, go away. <laughs> That's what I say, an octopus. <laughs> no, Go away. <laughs> kind of flicks um, one of her arms. Like, yeah, that's what I want. I want to see like an outstretched like quarterback arm almost, but it's a tentacle. Uh, oh, what's it going to do? Is it going to use its death glare on you? Why are yeah. you trying to kill me? This is... Nah, it's going to try and claw you. Oh, that is a 13 to hit. That does hit. An octopus skin is not very tough. I rolled two ones, so you take five slashing damage. Okay. Uh, that is the hag's turn. All right. Who's anyone remember whose turn it is for weather? No, I think I'm I not just rolled. I said I was gonna go last for sure, but I think I I don't know. We're gonna start at uh, 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 Bizdira is gonna start this one, and I'm just gonna go clockwise around our uh, chat screen. So Bizdira, I rolled a one. Okay, yeah. so there's no tidal wave this time. Yay. All right. Uh, Bizdira, it um, is your turn. Sorry. I'm pretty sure I was next. I've somehow oh, gotten You were correct. You have, oh, of, I know why. Yeah. Because I... Uh, yes, I know what happened. Kit, you are up next. Great. Um, so after hearing Flick's warning and seeing that a rope has been dropped for my friend, I'm going to let go of Bizdira, and I'm going to start swimming uh, to the other side of the ship looking for Bria. Since I have dark vision, I'm assuming I can see her? Sure, absolutely. Um, Yeah, you can see her quite a ways down at this point, but yeah, you can see her. Yes, according to my math, I can just make it to her. Okay, great. Your speed is what? uh, 60. Great. That sounds about right, because over that way, and then that way, and that's 16 plus 16 is 32, and then, yep, that sounds about right to me. Great. So I swim to Bria, and then I'm going to try to do what I did uh, with Bizdira and grab her away from the hag. Alright, so you hurry and flee that way, and I need you to make a strength athletics check, please. Which of the dice would be nice today? If you have bardic inspiration or any inspiration, now's a good time. 
Oh, yeah, I'm definitely using my bardic inspiration because that was terrible. Okay. Good girl. It's still terrible. Okay, what'd you get? That's only a nine. Oh, okay, I was going to say I rolled pretty bad, but I got a 12. So you're there, you've got your tentacles on her, but you just can't get her out of the clutches of the hag, uh, who is rather miffed about this. Uh, now, Bizdira, you are up. Um, I would like to... I was... Okay. So I was wondering if I can wrap my arm around the rope as a bonus action. Uh, okay. Just to have a, a hold on to it. Sure. And then I want to throw two radiant sunbolts at the hag that's near me. Well, the hag is right next to you at the moment. Oh. Because it was right next to you and Kit, and it swam over in your general direction to attack Kit and ended up right next to you. Yeah, but the, the problem is, is that I can't... Can I do martial arts in the ocean? Uh, if you are underwater, you'll have disadvantage on attack rolls. Can she but I'm slightly smack her on top water. of the head? Can I just, like, punch her a couple times? I mean, yes, but she is underwater, so you'll have disadvantage on your attack rolls. Making sure, make sure that, ugh, I shouldn't say that. Um, but what you could do is use a key point to disengage as a bonus action, climb a little ways up the ladder, and then fire the radiant sunbolts down at her. But it'll cost okay. you a key point. That's fine. I haven't used any. So I use okay. a key point, disengage. I'll climb a key up. point. Key point. <laughs> I'll climb Hi, up. Uh, climb up the ladder, getting closer to the edge of the deck. But before you hit, hop over the deck, or do you want to hop over first and then fire down on her? I'll hop over first and then All fire right. down on her. All right. So firing down two radiant sunbolts. Which do radiant damage, not fire damage, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, does an 11 hit? It does not. Okay, because I just, like, I am so stressed out. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. A lot has just happened. Ships rocking. I don't blame I you at all. I was unconscious or something. No, I wasn't unconscious, but I was not good. Anyway, they both miss. <laughs> all right, but you were back up on the ship, so there's yes. that at least. Bria, need you to make a death save, please. So that is one fail. As long as it's not a one, we can deal. Okay, the hag that is uh, grabbing, grappling with Bria is going to use her action to disengage and flee another 40 feet down. Do octopuses or octopi octopi know (laughs) how to do CPR? (laughs) Okay, so Sniv (laughs) is sniveling. The The creature on the boat is going to uh, see Bizdira climb back up on the ship, smile, and turn the crossbow bolt to aim at Bizdira and Flick and fire the... (laughs) Oh, Bizdira's pissed. Now, to be fair, she doesn't really know what she's... Oh, but it doesn't matter. Does a 19 hit you? Yes, I did not add the hag's proficiency to that, but even so... Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm I'm holding because I know what you're thinking. Proficiency in does not I, have proficiency. Oh, okay. I am going to deflect missiles. Well, let's see how much damage we do. Because <laughs> yes, I would love nothing more than for you to catch this and throw it back at her. However, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> All right, so that is three d ten. So that is 22 points of damage. You can now deflect missiles to reduce that damage. I think it's a d10 plus your dex plus your monk level. I don't remember. It's a 1d10 plus 10, so that's 14. Okay, so you reduce it by you reduce that damage by 14, but you aren't able to catch the, the, the ballista bolt. It still slices through your shoulder uh, and continues um, on past you. 22, so it's still 8 points of damage. Yes, correct. All right, nicely done. Uh, Flick, it is your turn. Um, I... Oh, gosh, okay. All three of them are still alive, which kind of makes me 
angry, so I'm actually going to use my action to... Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that makes me angry. That makes me angry. Uh, I'm going to use my hunter's sense on... I'm going to look at the one who's using the crossbolt, and okay. uh, that means I learn any immunities, uh, vulnerabilities, other things like that. Um, none. None of those? No damage vulnerabilities or immunities or resistances. Okay, great. Um, but yay for using a new class feature. Tell us more about that. Oh, well... Um, is it a magical effect? Is it just a thing that you've studied and know somehow? Oh, yes. Due to my ranger training that I trained so hard for, um, I can look at a creature and automatically <laughs> automatically know um, all of those things about it. That's basically the gist. Not exactly what I was going for, but it's good enough. Okay. Um, cool. So then as a bonus action... Oh, well, first of all, I'm going to move to the other side, uh, to kind of the, the post side. Is that what we said it was? Yes. Uh, to get a, try and get a view of what's well, happening. Actually, we said the post side. And then in the next episode, cause we couldn't remember, we said the plow side. And then I went back and listened to the episode and it is indeed the post side. I like the post side better. I do too. Um, <laughs> it's safer. Um, I... Great, I move over there. Okay, as a bonus action, I get to use another feature, um, and I'm going to designate the uh, creature that is behind the crossbolt as my Slayer's Prey. Oh, all right. And what this means is uh, the first time that I hit it with a weapon attack, it takes an X uh, per turn. It takes an extra 1d6 of damage, and it lasts until I rest, so... Or until it right. dies, which it's going to. So you see this thing and you draw from the power of nature around you and mark it as your prey. All right. Uh, 30 whole seconds have passed since that first tag climbed up onto the deck of your ship. It is the hag in the water's turn. And since no one pulled up the ladder, that hag is <laughs> going to climb the ladder and get back on the ship next to Bizdira, where she will cause Bizdira to have to make a wisdom saving throw as she reveals her hideous and horrible death eye glare at you. Can't they climb the side of the ship anyway? <laughs> I mean, yes, but this one happened you were trying to, to make us concentrating look on that. This 13. one wasn't the one who climbed the side of the ship. What was the result? Sorry, Bizdira. 13. 13, alright. You see this evil eye uh, pulse with magic, but it affects you not. Uh, alright, Kit, I need a d6 for weather. A three. All right. Kit, it is your turn as no tidal wave racks the ship this turn, this round. Oh, okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to try to grab Bria again. Yes, do it. Well, you're going to swim down uh, 40 feet yeah, to exactly. get to them. And then, yes, mm-hmm. and then you're going to grab. Okay, that was a 20 adjusted. Excellent. I rolled a nine. Yay. Hooray! So you, you grab Bria from the hag's clutches. And I swim up 20 feet again, Okay, however, which is how much I have left. <laughs> right. The hag is going to perform an attack of opportunity on you. I don't think that hits. That's a nine to hit. No, it doesn't. Even with the Ha-ha! octopus's shitty AC, it doesn't hit. All right. So you're up 20 so feet, fast. which means you are still 60 feet from the surface. Uh, that is really fucking deep. And if Bria were conscious, it would be probably pretty painful. Uh, but she isn't, which maybe is for the best. Bizdira, you're up. All right. I, too, am going to do something a little bit different today, right now. I'm ready for it. This round. I'm excited. I'm I'm going to jab cross the hag in front of me. Okay. (laughs) 
I know that it seems so different. Uh, yeah, I'm just really mixing it up. Yeah, quite That's the big lead up. Fucker, a nine nope. and a thirteen. She's very slippery. Very your bow, slippery. your blows glance off her. So. I don't have to... It doesn't say I have to hit. It just says after the attack action. So I'm oh boy. pissed off. So okay. I'm going to dry her out a little bit. I'm going to spend two key points, put my thumbs together, and cast Burning Oh, hand. shit! I forgot you could do that! Yay! Yeah. Now that is, what, 3d6? Well, she I, needs no, to make a dexterity, dexterity serve first. I don't uh, know DC on that. Uh, well, that's all right, because I got a 19 on the die, so it's a non-natural 20. I imagine it's lower than that. However, you do still do half damage on Burning Hands. Uh, so you you see Bizdira just suck in the light around her as she angrily puts her thumbs together, and a searing blast of fire radiates out from her uh, and crash the, uh, the, the hag drops down to the ground and out of the way as best as possible, but not well enough. She still gets singed for five points. Five points of damage. Is total or is half? That's half. Okay. I'm so proud. Hopefully that bitch is a little bit more dry and I pulled out my DM dice, so hopefully I'll roll better than a freaking seven. Definitely. Definitely. Alright. So you have you have singed and seared this hag biz... nope. Briathos. Bria. What? Uh, I need you to make another death saving throw, please. That's an 11. Okay. One save, one fail. Uh, it is now the uh, hag that has you had you uh, in its clutches. Uh, it is going to swim up 20 feet and try again to grab Bria. So I need you to roll me either a dexterity, uh, strength athletics or a dexterity acrobatics check in octopus form kit. 19. All right, I rolled a 14. So you're able to keep Bria uh, from being yanked out of your arms. Uh, Make me a wisdom perception check, uh, Kit. Uh, another 19. <laughs> okay, so you see uh, this hag grit her teeth, uh, frustrated, and she throws her hand out and just grabs Bria's forearm, and as you pull her away, and, and presumably on your next turn you will begin to swim up, and this is all theoretically happening simultaneously, as you begin to swim up, you notice a burn mark uh, on Bria's forearm, but you're, you're too busy to really see much more than that, but something where the hag grabbed her was burned. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be dreamy if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read any five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds and it really does help us out a ton. We also want to remind everyone that we have our Patreon page still. Go to Patreon patreon.com slash dnd last refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes character sheets for the pcs and much more in addition by supporting our patreon you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the patreon sphere via our patreon at forward program more information on the program is available on our patreon page but since it's the beginning of the month we would love to read you a list of those recipients of our patreon at forward program we are patronizing the patreons of nat Rose, Variant Roles, Taking Initiative, James and Tricasso, 
D20 Dames, Serena Marie, and I Need Diverse Games. Also new this month, because you all have been so generous with your pledges to us, we've been able to up our number of recipients by two, so this month we have added the Venture Maidens and Scott Buckley to our list. Now, speaking of being incredibly generous with us and allowing to patronize all of those other amazing creators, we want to thank and recognize some of our awesome patrons. We want to thank our honorary party members, Tanya, Sir Max the Magnificent, Matthew Allen, and Shimmy Gangot, and our Shimmer Skilled tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Mert Grove, and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge. If you want to get shoutouts on the show, support lots of creators on Patreon, and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We want to thank BattleBards for providing some of the fantastic music you hear on our show. You can check out their awesome library at battlebards.com. We also use some of Scott Buckley's amazing scores, which you can check out at his website, scottbuckley.com.au. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop at any of those places so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already Already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Eldritch Foundry is an up-and-coming customizable 3D miniatures company that prints your dream mini in extremely high detail. They just released a bunch of new content that included over 40 different items, clothing, and weapons, as well as two new races, the Warforged and the Vantar races. Listeners of The Last Refuge can support our show and get 10% off your entire order at Eldritch Foundry by entering the code LASTREFUGE, that's L-A-S-T-R-E-F-U-G-E, all one word, at checkout. PAX Unplugged starts tomorrow, kind of. I'm going to Philly tomorrow. Whatever. Anyway, and we hope that we're going to see a bunch of you there. Flick, Kit, Story Consultant Robert, and I will all be around Philadelphia all weekend, so let us know if you will, too. Also, we're going to do our best to be wearing our forest green TLR hoodies for most of the weekend, so if you just spot us as we're walking around the convention center, come up and say hi. I have two panels during the con that I'd love to see you at if you're available. The first is on Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. It's called Forgotten Core. Me, Tanya DePass of I Need to First Games, Lauren Urban from D&D Beyond, Celeste Conowich from The Venture Maidens and DMnastics, and Hannah Rose will all be joining me in getting back to basics and talking about some of our favorite and most overlooked parts of the three core D&D rulebooks. Then on Sunday from 11.30 to 12.30, I'll be paneling with GamerX for our Queer Quests, Buy Battles, Sapphic Stories, and terrific transformations panel. All right, I think that's all the announcements I've got for you at this point. Thanks for listening. Hopefully see you this weekend, and happy gaming, y'all. All right, Sniv continues to hide. Uh, The one at the crossbow is going to load another crossbow bolt and fire it at Bizdira. He's going to deflect missiles again. That's a natural 20. But you can still deflect missiles, so that'll reduce some of it. another 14. All right, that's not nothing. Uh, that's 14, 15, 27, 32 minus 14 is 18 damage as this one just embeds Ace Ventura style in your thigh. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> I'll have to get, I'll have to get one more bolt into your other thigh for that to really work out. All no. right. So Bizdira is bleeding with one of those great big ballista bolts embedded in her leg. Flick, it is your turn. All right. Great. Thought I knew what I was going to do, and now I've 
kind of changed my mind. So I'm going to uh, get out my longbow and yeah. shoot an arrow at the crossbolt lady because she's really bugging me. Yeah, you are. Fire that bolt as Flick trying to get his bearing. Oh, the winds are real bad. You have disadvantage. Disadvantage? Yes. I forgot about that. Uh, not for the crossbow, because they're they're pretty heavy, but everything else. I was gonna say. Yeah, you didn't have it when you fired it either, as I recall. Yeah. Does a 16 still hit? A 16 does hit. Lovely. So you manage to sort of rock yourself with the, the, the waves as the ship moves and put it right into her shoulder. Don't forget your extra D6 from your Slayer's Prey or whatever it's called. So that is... That is 12 damage to her. Nice. The arrow embeds deeply, uh, and she lets out a cry, a frustrated cry, and then yells something at her sister in a language that none of you understand. We're at the top of the eighth round. It is her sister's turn. Can I still uh, take my bonus action? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm going to healing word Bazir again. Okay, do it. Thanks, bud. That's uh, six to you again. You got um, hit for a lot just now. Did. <laughs> yeah, you you did. All right. So the hag that is there next to Bizdira uh, is going to once again begin to speak in a horrible language and point a finger at oh, I guess Bizdira this time. So Bizdira, make me another wisdom saving throw if you would. That's a ten. So Flick, out of the corner of your eye, you see Bizdira disappear and when you look i love that that's when you look more closely you see the hag over there bending down and picking up a small little frog that it's got in its grip this is the worst what the fuck flick i need you to roll me a d6 for weather because that feels like just the very be all end all this is like did you roll a six did you roll a six he rolled a six uh yeah Okay, this actually might be good. This could be a good thing. I'm not entirely sure how, but it could be. Yeah, I was like, tell me how. <laughs> I, I don't know yet. Roll a d8. We'll see what direction the wave comes in from. Maybe it'll end up being a good thing. That's a two. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, th- you know what? There's lots of ways that this could go well, though, I have to tell you. So, all right. Um, <clears throat> so, a wave. Oh, actually, a wave rocks the side, the, the post side of the ship. Flick. No. Kit and Bria, you two, uh, as the wave begins to form and crest, you two are pulled up uh, 15 feet closer to the surface. That's good. Hooray! Uh, I need, well, not Bizdira, but I need Flick to make me a strength saving throw, and the two hags will need to make them as well. The one at the ballista, at the crossbow bolt plus, failed. Okay, this is interesting. Uh, Flick, what'd you get? That's a 17. 17, so you plant your feet, grab the side, the post side of the ship, and you hold your ground. The, uh, <laughs> the hag at the crossbow uh, plus, however, uh, does not, and she goes flying, uh, breaks through the front rail of the ship, and falls into the sea. Good, get out of here. The, the other hag that is currently holding Frog Bizdira crit failed. Oh. So here's what... Fuck. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since she crit failed, I'm going to have her do another strength athletics check to see if she actually even holds on to Frog Bizdira. Okay. I rolled a two. So she drops Frog Bizdira and then goes flying over the, the scabbard side of the ship. Uh, but Frog Bizdira is there on the deck. We'll see what happens. I got uh, you, babe. I got you. 
Kit, it is your turn. You feel the surge of the wave. You can see the ship above you getting rocked to the side, and you probably make me a wisdom perception check. Ah! <laughs> 18! You hear some two splashes on the far side of the ship after the rock, and you panic for a moment, but as you peer through the darkness, you can see that it's two of the hags that have fallen overboard. Yay! Okay, um, so... <laughs> I was like, oh, what now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So I'm assuming that with the tidal wave, I'm no longer next to that other hag that's bothering me? Correct. Right. Uh, no, I guess that hag would have come up with you. No reason why it wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. All right, I'm going to take the chance anyway. Um, All right. I'm just, I'm going to swim away. I'm swimming up to the surface. That is an eight to hit you with its attack of opportunity. So you it make it hit. up to the surface. And then I'm five feet from the surface now, and I can tell that poor Bria is looking terrible. So yes. So I... With my tentacly hug, I'm going to use my healing hands on her. Oh, okay. Now, I do have to check one thing, which I should have checked before we started, since I knew this was going to be an issue. Can't regain hit points until it can breathe again, but she can breathe. So, yes. So you can use your healing hands on Bria. I can uh, and she, we are above water, right? You're at the surface. I thought I was five feet under the surface. What's uh... your speed? My speed, 60. Yeah, I have I have that you were 60 feet down and then the tidal wave brought you up. Oh, okay, great. Sorry, I was under the impression we were further down. Oh, but I did go that 20 feet. Great. Never mind. We are above the surface, and I will, again, use my healing hands for her. Thank you. <gasps> You're welcome. <laughs> so that happens, except that Bria is, in fact, still paralyzed, uh, since uh, this creature is, in fact, still concentrating on the whole person's spell. But I can't I didn't breathe, let go right? of her. But you can I breathe, yes. You healed can her breathe. a little bit. Yes, absolutely, but and you can breathe. I dropped to zero hit points when I started making those death saves. The death saves weren't just about breathing, Correct. Correct correct. All right. So Bria is above the water. Flick, you see that happen since you're still at the post side of the ship. You see Bria crest over. Uh, oh goodness. Frog Bizdira. Okay, here's here's the story. So Frog Bizdira, all of your everything has become that of a frog. Maybe. The only the only thing that you maintain of your own self is your alignment and your basic personality, but all of your like mental ability scores and physical ability scores are that of a frog. So, on the one hand, frog, water, good. On the other hand, friend, good, that you can see on the other side of the ship. So what does Frog Bizdira do? Here, ribbit, ribbit. Here, <laughs> ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> Uh, I feel like Frog Bizdira... Oh, yes. Oh, good. There are the ability scores. Your intelligence is a one, your wisdom is an eight, and your charisma is a three. Your dex is really good. (laughs) I feel like Frog Bizdira would be very confused. Yeah. And like friend. Okay, I'll buy it. So do you hop over to friend? Hippity, hoppity, hoppity, hip. And I'll look up at Flick and go, ribbit. That was kind of a bop. Good job. Good job. (laughs) A hop, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not on board with that one. No. Uh, so, Bria, you are breathing but you are st- and conscious, but you are still paralyzed, so I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, let's try this again. Thirteen. That is enough. Uh, so you finally, after dying momentarily, oh. uh, are able to throw off the yoke of paralysis and... Ribbit. Yes. That's not a good place to pause. <laughs> Sorry, throw off the yoke of paralysis and move yourself uh, again, and you find yourself in 
octopus's arms and breathing. Okay, and that was my action, so there's nothing else I can do at this point. Yeah, that was the end of your turn, correct. Okay. All right. The, uh, you see Bria and Kit, you see the hag that is some 45 feet below you yell, bubbles escape her mouth, and she, uh, she yells something at you, and then she sort of clutches at her chest and looks truly concerned for a moment, and, and almost somewhat afraid, uh, and then she swims off to the other side of the ship, where Kit, you can see she grabs her two sisters, and the three of them swim away deep into the depths of the ocean. Oh, good. Something worse is coming. <laughs> so we can drop out of initiative at the moment. Uh, that was all very tense. But we can drop out of initiative. Uh, Kit, you can bring Bria back up onto the ship. No problem with your with your tentacle-liness. Uh, so Bizdira is still a frog? I have hold frog? of the frog, right? Yeah, Bizdira is, in fact, however, still a frog. <laughs> okay, um, cool. I'm gonna grab- I'm gonna- like, give out my hands. Does she go into my hands? Maybe. <laughs> Great. I'm gonna grab the frog. <laughs> okay, you have the frog. Careful. Lovely. Yeah. You squish um, the frog. I'm not gonna squeeze it too hard. Um, <laughs> but the, um, and I am gonna go uh, try and find Sniv. Okay. I mean, you you open up the, the cabin doors, and Sniv is underneath one of the beds, uh, with his dagger sort of drawn and pointing at the at the door as you come in. Okay. And I'm going to say, one of us is an octopus, one of us is a frog, but we're all alive. And that's what matters. Uh, and how about the nasty ladies who tried to kill us? Good question. They all fell overboard and I haven't seen them since. Uh, good enough for Sniv. Does my arm no. hurt? Uh, no, not at all. Can I see it? Yeah, so you can see that there is a sort of swirly... It's very clearly a, a rune or a sigil of some sort, but you don't recognize it uh, sort of branded into your forearm. I, I'm going to ask Sniv what it is. Uh, he says, well, I most certainly have never seen it like before. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that I got onto the ship and turned back into myself, and I also want to take a look at her arm. Reasonable. And see if I recognize it. Yeah, you can, I mean, anybody who wants can make an intelligence arcana check about it. Aha! I rolled a 20 adjusted. Nice. Anybody else having a look at this brand and trying to investigate it? I did, but I got a seven. Okay. I rolled a seventeen. I don't know if I'm allowed to do it. Ribbit. Oh, bless. Uh, so Bria and Kit, the two of you look at it, and you see that there are actually a few parts to it. The only part that looks at all familiar to you, uh, and and only because the two of you kind of remember seeing something like it uh, in the foyer of the Arcanium. There, a part of this rune or sigil that's been branded into Bria, part of it is definitely the symbol, the elemental symbol of water. What are we going to do about That doesn't bode well, Bistira. necessarily. Uh, yeah, as our, as our resident shapeshifter, can I roll and see if I know anything about what's happening? You can make another intelligence arcana check if you want, sure. Watch, I'm going to fail this one. <laughs> Oh, no, that was really good. 22. Okay, uh, I mean, you... Uh, do you have access to this spell? Oh, maybe you do. Okay, so you recognize this as a pretty standard polymorph spell. Uh, it's something that you can actually prepare and cast, so worse comes to worse, she'll be fine in an hour. Oh, okay. Great, I'll tell. I'll let them know. And I'll put Bizdira on my shoulder, because I think it's fun that someone else is a creature now. <laughs> Ribbit. Uh, 
frog bizdeer is going to like you know how frogs like stick out their tongue to uh-huh. catch flies. Uh-huh. She's gonna do that to Kit. Yeah, it's like cheek. Yeah, I think I I find it endearing though. I think so. <laughs> is this having storm? been a much larger version of this before? Is this is the storm, storm still happening? Down? Oh, for sure, it's still happening, yeah. I kind of, frankly, I kind of assumed that you all went back into, uh, or all went into the cabin where Sniv was to just stay out of the... I, I thought that's what that was happening, nice. too. All right, so you all are in there, uh, and... <laughs> who, buddy? You made it! An hour later, Bizdira, uh, I think mid-tongue, uh, comes back <laughs> into her Azimar body. Do I just, like, fall off of Kit? <laughs> I was like, you just, like, kind of crush her. Yeah. <laughs> Crash the ceiling, fall over. We just end up in a heap on the ground. Oh, amazing. Uh, and you can kind of see her being like, Ribbit, <clears throat> what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> um, I would actually like to ask Sniv if he knows anything about sea hags. Like, knows anything more about them. Uh, well, let's make a roll and find out. Mm, no, he doesn't know much. He's just able to... T- he Most of what he knows is just sort of like legend that he's been able to sort of dig up. Uh, what he knows is that they uh, are generally... Uh, they don't bother us surface folk. Uh, they live with their covens deep down under the ocean and make their lives in caves and other structures down at the bottom of the sea. It's it's strange, as far as I can tell, that they came up and tried to... Well, didn't try to kill you, I suppose. They tried to take you rather than attack you directly, for the most part. While this is happening, I'm going to take a little short rest. <laughs> yes, I you all can have a short rest. You can all have a short rest, that's fine. What else does he know? I think that's really all he knows, that they, you know, don't generally mess with the surface, and it's pretty weird that they did, uh, and they clearly wanted you all for something. Hmm. Question. Does Bizdira get the effects of a short rest even though she was a frog the whole time? <laughs> oh, interesting. I don't I don't know. It's not going to matter because we're going to long rest and then move that's, on. I, but that's, that's a good I question. Figured, I'm not but... actually sure. I guess so. I don't know. I mean, she doesn't have anything except her mental faculties, kind right. of. Right. Yeah, interesting. More I'm like... not sure. I, I mean, I guess so. Rules is written. I don't see why not. Yeah, anything else you all want to, to discuss or do this this stormy, stormy day? No, just sleep. I, I'm <laughs> just exhausted. Sleep. I went off this boat so bad. <laughs> well, yeah, only... I mean, I'll help, tr- you know, try and keep the ship on track, I guess, as much as I can, but I don't know how much use I am. Yeah, I mean, you all have sort of, it's been, this is your 11th day out there, so you all have fallen into rhythms of, of you know, navigating the ship and making sure blah, blah, blah. Uh, Sniv seems to think that barring any more major storms, which he's not assuming is going to be the case, you all have about six more days until you reach the island, if if the maps that you all provided were correct and accurate and to scale. And so you spend the next... It end, there ends up being one more storm. Uh, it ends up taking you another, another seven days to reach uh, the island. Uh, over the course of that time, you all repair the bits of the ship that were that were damaged throughout the various storms. Uh, you learn little tidbits here and there about about navigation and sailing and such. Uh, the hags don't come back to uh, try and reclaim any of you over the course of those seven days. Uh, about a day or two after the storm where the hags attacked you, the uh, Sniv sort of navigates a little bit closer again towards the the mainland, the central mainland area. Uh, So it comes back into view for a little while, and you see, uh, you've seen so many storms, uh, but you see a 
big storm, and you're not exactly sure how large this central island is, but it's pretty big based on the map that you saw at the Arcanium. This storm looks like it spans a very, very large swath of the mainland. Lightning crackles constantly in these dark, dark clouds. The wind and the rains and the lightning don't reach you all out on the open ocean, but this storm is miles and miles and miles wide, uh, as far as you all can tell out from the ocean. Uh, and you sort of just track that for a few days as you as you continue to be within eye shot of the central mainland. I, I mean, I'm going to ask Sniv if he's ever seen anything like that. Sniv uh, sort of smiles and says, Arr, it be feeling good that you think I'm knowledgeable, but you must remember, I've never actually been out on yeah, the open true. ocean very far before this. <laughs> so no, he's I haven't. He's my only resource, what can I say? <laughs> I be liking very much that you're asking, Sniv, and maybe one of these times I'll have an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> so the days pass. Uh, storm comes in one of the days. Uh, that storm is over the main island uh, or the main central mainland for for quite some time. In fact, as you pass out of view, out of easy view of the the mainland, the storm just continues to seem to be getting bigger and bigger. Uh, but that's that's sort of what you see there at that point. You don't see anything but open sea for a few days, and eventually, uh, one morning, Sniv calls out, Land ho! And you all can see in the distance ahead of you all, maybe the rest of the day's journey, but not more than that, you can see what looks like a sandy beach leading up onto an island that is pretty much exactly where you think the eastern island should be. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Baha. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out all of the things about the new island. Y'all, we finally made it. I'm so proud of you. Woohoo! We didn't die. We almost didn't die. <laughs> You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, last refuge. You can also leave us reviews. And speaking of reviews, we have got a new one for this week. This review is from Carriage Return. And Carriage Return says, The best, all in caps, actual play podcast. These folks have been amazing from the beginning. All thanks. The game is both lighthearted, mm-hmm, soul-wrenching, that's the goal, and played out by five of the most amazing people I've had a chance to listen to. Doll. It's probably the best actual play podcast out there. And then in parentheses, Carriage Return says, and yeah, I know that's saying a lot. Don't at me. <laughs> I thanks, love that. That's very Return. sweet of you, Carriage Return. Yeah, that's very you. sweet. We're glad you're enjoying uh, I am excited to see where this goes, and, but I have no doubts it will continue to be just as entertaining. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can play, see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp from a story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Ribbit. I mean, Bastira. <laughs> Kit! Bria. And Flick! Happy gaming, y'all! If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites... If you ever get adventures, character options, new mo... <laughs> Website. If you ever get adventures, ca- <laughs>